Alright guys, uh, welcome to the week in sex. Hello. Hey Katie, how you doing? I'm good. Um, we are actually re-recording our opening segment because I am an idiot, a piece of idiot. A piece of idiot. <laughs> and I, uh, I somehow didn't save our original uh, segment when we did it at Broadway Comedy Club. So uh, I'm here. You know what? This one's gonna be better. It's gonna be better. We're gonna we're gonna raise the bar in this one right now. And we're talking about cheating this week. That's our topic. Uh, you guys are actually in store for a very interesting show. Yeah. Uh, make sure you make sure you stick around because uh, we're gonna have Pat Dixon. Uh, with a really interesting, intense interview, uh, he's going to talk about his uh, his history with cheating, and it, it involves guns, it involves IHOP, it involves um, restraining orders, jail time. So make sure you stick around for yeah, for, for, for that sec. It got pretty crazy. Uh, some interesting. So we're talking about cheating this week. Uh, interesting statistics. Uh, MedicalDaily.com. They say these are the people who are more most likely to cheat. These are they, they have the eight most popular categories, and they said uh, people who are narcissists, they listed as one, uh, people whose parents cheated, people who have the cheating gene, uh, men who have large testicles. Now, I'm a man who suffers uh, from this problem, Katie. You got, uh, the, you got them big balls? I have big, I have fairly large balls, yeah, especially like when I'm... Like after, you know, like after a shower or after uh <laughs> <laughs> your balls in Vegas. Well, I feel very relaxed after a shower. And I feel like at that point, my balls feel like, okay, it's safe. I could come out. You know, nothing's <laughs> going to happen to me. You know, the chance of a shower attack are very slim. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like a groundhog. You know, they want to yeah. make sure. Is everyone all right? Okay, Chloe, come up. All right, it's fine. Um, people, I wish my boobs did that. Wouldn't that be nice? It would. You know, they come out when it's safe. And yeah. where there are a lot of creepy dudes you don't want to hook yeah, up with, they, they just, just go back in. They go back in. They go back in. Um, we have people who else they say is more likely to cheat. People who are insecure about their spouse. Uh, people who fake orgasms. Men with deeper voices. Mm. Mm. Uh, this isn't. This doesn't. Uh, <laughs> this <laughs> None of these apply to you at all. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, women who have husbands who have large penises. And, that uh, one was surprising to me, but yeah. a lot of these are kind of like, yeah, well, duh. I mean, people who are narcissists, so like they're constantly looking for validation. Right. So of course they're going to be more prone to being tempted to cheat. Uh, people who fake orgasms are not satisfied in the bedroom, so yeah, they're going to want to cheat more. People who think their spouse is cheating on them, yeah. They're not going to be as faithful. So, I mean, it's interesting to see it all broken down. But when you think about it, a lot of these are very, like... A lot of it makes sense. But the the one with the women with husbands who have large penises, I think a lot of people will, will probably dispute that. Yeah. Uh, unless unless the woman... I mean, you're talking about large penises. That What do you think qualifies for a large penis? Where it's like... Well, it dep- I mean... Yeah. I have a small vagina. I'm 4'11". I'm I'm a small person. So, like, a large penis to me might not be a large penis to someone else. Right. So, so let's say I'm looking at, you're you're drinking drinking a can of ginger ale, right? Yeah. Let's say a guy is as big as that Canada dry ginger ale. Um, Oh, I will not be walking. You won't be, but will you, do you think if you fell in love with that guy, uh, you might start... Wandering. I would start. Che- I would cheat with a guy who has a pencil dick. A pencil That's what dick. I would do. I would. Wow. I would maybe go online and uh, you know, like pencildickfinders.com or something. <laughs> or or uh, is is there an Asian? Sorry, Asian guys. Uh, <laughs> is there an Asian dating site? <laughs> Although that's not, from what I hear, that's not always true. Yeah. Right? Not. Asian guys, I'm sure. I haven't had any experiences. I'm I'm a straight man, but um, I don't know. Have you found that account? Have you that? Have you ever had an Asian guy? I have not. No? Not once? No. Really? Yeah. Do Asian guys like you? I hope. I don't know. You know, you know no, no Asian guy has ever uh, asked you out? Yeah. And you said no? Not because they were Asian. No, I'm not saying you're... Oh. <laughs> I'm not calling you out for being a racist on a podcast. This wasn't the whole... 
Well, the point of the show is to uh, to embarrass, you know, it'd be like, oh, by the way, Katie Holler. I'm not ruling resident, it out. Resident racist. I'm not ruling it out, so. All right, that's good. Um, men who have deeper voices. That's interesting. Why do you think men who have deeper voices? Is it because, is it again, does it go back to that, uh, to that Chris Rock bit, you're only as faithful as your options? Men who have deeper voices, uh, you know, it, it's, I feel like it's one of those things women find it attractive. And they're going to have options and, you know, they're going to have more, they're going to have to say no more often, right? So it's almost like how many times can you block someone's shot before something, you know, makes it? Yeah. man is basically as faithful as his options. (laughs) That's how faithful a man is, no more, no less. And you see all these fat Republican guys going, I would never do such a thing. This is a travesty. I'm like, nobody's trying to blow you. <laughs> Ain't no 20-year-old girls trying to blow Orrin Hatch. <laughs> Ain't nobody trying to get Newt Gingrich, son. I don't give a fuck. You ain't never gonna hear Newt Gingrich go, man, I wish these hoes would back up off me. I wish they would just back the fuck up off of brother. Alright guys, this is the Weekend Sex guest interview with Pat Dixon. Yeah! Thank you, Pat. Pat's got an incredible uh, podcast called the New York City Crime Report. I'm a big fan. Uh, it's great. It's a really funny, dark take on uh, on crime. It's it's brilliant. I, I lo- you know it's popular. If you're if you after you're done listening to this, go go to iTunes. New York City Crime Report with uh, Pat Dixon. Thanks, Alan. I appreciate that. Yeah, sure thing, man. Uh, Pat Dixon also had his own Comedy Central special. Very very funny guy. Uh, we've we've worked together. We've done you know we did a road gig once in uh, what how we do that road gig? I don't know Albany or something. Albany or something. Yeah. A, lo- a lot of cowboy hats were in that room. Yeah, it was a weird place to to do stand. Right, it felt like we were in Texas or something. Yeah, well you know it's like that sometimes, and uh, you just have to be ready for anything when you do this, don't you? Yeah, but it was still a good time. It was fun. Yeah, it was great. It was a great time. Yeah, so. So yeah, so that's Pat Dixon, and uh, Pat, we're going to talk to you about your experiences mm-hmm. with, uh, with with cheating, cheating right? Yeah, because you you've been through some stuff. Well, you know? I have. Had a, I've been married a couple times. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I married really young, and I think young marriages uh, are you know vulnerable to that sort of thing. You know, uh, I uh, I think I met that girl. I was seventeen years old, and so I was with her from the time when I was seventeen till I was twenty five, and uh, yeah, I wasn't true to her, and um, I wasn't really true to her before the marriage. And it was, uh, you'd think you're supposed to get married, and you're not, and and that's the way that goes. I think I've, uh, you know, I remember the first cheating I ever did uh, was at the skating rink. <laughs> I was dating a girl. Yeah, you're just like, you're, whenever you date a girl, you're automatically dating her all the way, you know, at that age. That was, I mean, it's an instant, uh, well, it's not even monogamy because you're not really, there's no sex for most right. people, 12, you know. And uh, there was some, I heard somebody liked me. I told this girl, she wants to talk to you. She likes you or something. I thought, oh, I have to go back. I was compelled. And she kissed me right away. And I never saw her again. But I, that was the cheating. In, in the skating rink? In the skating rink, yeah. One, one kiss at a door, at a doorway. Just like, yeah, kiss, so that was it. And I, uh, I don't know. That's, that's the first time that I did something I wasn't supposed to do. And did that, did that feeling excite you? And that, the taboo of it? I just that, couldn't that what say no. You? I just couldn't say no. Yeah. And I think that's what it is. It's like you, 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 for sometimes you, you, you're trained to like, accept that kind of uh, attention when you get it. Not right. to turn it away. I never knew how to turn it away. When did you, you lose your opportunity? I was th- uh, 13. Wow, 13 years old. 13. Because there's that theory so that... There was your theory, Alan. I know, there's <laughs> that theory. Because I felt... I didn't lose my virginity until I, was, uh, until I was 24 years old. Really? Yeah. So for me, a lot of it... And this isn't in any way excusing it. Um, I think I had like a lot of those chemicals. What was that chemical? Vasopressin. Vasopressin. I think I had a, what was it when you have a lot of vasopressin? Lot of somebody somebody yeah. throw, somebody then, then in your drink or something? No. <laughs> is that if, what happened? If you have a lot of vasopressin, you're more likely to cheat. Or is it the other way around? It's the other way around. If you don't have a if lot of If you're very low. I think I was 
I think it's a combination of vasopressin and I was, uh, <laughs> I'm blaming on the chemical. What are you talking and about? And I have what a penis. And I have, have a penis. What? I think it was the combo, the penis and the vasopressin. That you, that you waited until you were 24? No, no. I, well, I told this story in the previous podcast. I don't want to repeat it here, but I, I pretty much, yeah, I waited until I was 24 years old. So I put it all the way in. Oh, you put it like halfway in a couple of times? I put the tip in. <laughs> you couldn't handle the whole dick? <laughs> you just put half of it in. I, I put the tip in to one girl. I just didn't want her to be my first. <laughs> I pulled she it. I pulled first. it right, right She's out. She's your first, Alex. Is she? Yes. It didn't go past the tip. Though. I don't care. Not even like the the rim. Not if even you're that, that talking the about half it. Half helmet. Half no, helmet. If you're talking about it, it happened. No, she you can't. Be, she can't be my. She Why can't be my first. She can't be my first. You're the one put it. You're putting an asterisk on it, not me. Uh, I can't. I You've can't. already. You could just not mention that uh, and say it first time was much later. And well, I think that's much less shameful. Whatever this woman is, is better than twenty four. No, it's not. <laughs> if, I, if you met her, you would you would change you would change your tune. Well, mine was uh, I was thirteen, and uh, see, my uncle would have been twenty five at the time. Was, uh, seventeen, actually, a seventeen year old girl named Jamie. She was a huge Van Halen fan, and uh, she was she was uh, what did I say seventeen. Jamie was her name. Yeah, that was yeah. It. she was a she was really thin, and it was kind of an arrangement. You know, like, like they heard that I never had done it before. She heard that, and she's like, "You know, I'll I'll do that if you want." You know, <laughs> okay. I didn't really know where to begin or anything. She kind of walked me through the whole deal. It was unprotected, and then I uh, I thought I had VD. I thought I was dying of AIDS. You know, because it was the '80s. Yeah, and that's what everybody thought. If you have unprotected sex, you get AIDS. But you you knew about it. You still did it unprotected. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get tested right away? No, I didn't get tested. I got a jock itch. And, uh, and, and uh, you ever had jock itch before? Jock itch? What, what's jock itch? Jock itch? I don't know what it actually is. It's like, uh, it's something that, it's, it's like maybe, uh, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's like, it's Isn't like. Is it like athlete's foot on your dick? It's like, yeah, except. Like you're, 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 su- you're <laughs> sweating? Dick, you're sweating too much? Yeah, there? yeah. It it's, it's an athletic thing. You know, uh-huh. you know, your legs rub together. I don't know, some kind of friction deal. Or if it's some, I, I really don't know. Are you, are you saying you're like an athletic fucker and you fuck like like an Olympian? So you fuck so hard that you, your ball, your do whole you, dick. Do you was really sweating. think that's what I'm saying? No, on any level, I got I got this, and I thought it was uh, some kind of a, a problem. Went to the doctor, and it was a jack itch. Anyway, uh, this is this is erotic conversation. It is. This is, really is that the worst thing? Is that the worst? That was 1983. Okay, so um, is that the worst thing you've gotten? Well, yeah, sure. I mean. What are you going to ask me about sexually transmitted diseases? You know, I don't, I, uh, yeah, of course. All right. Why would I ever have one of those? Um, I, I'll tell you, okay, I, and then I cheated on women when I was in school. You know, and one time, look, I'm not really, it's like you say. I know this makes me, like, really unattractive and everything. You're right. I can't help it. It's just the truth. And cheating, I, I'll never do it again. I'll never, ever do, cheat again, and I'll tell you why. Because it ruins everything. It's not because it's not a moral thing, although I think that's a good reason not to do it too. <laughs> and, and 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 when you ask me if monogamy is not, it, it, well, you, I heard you mention before uh, about the uh, about where the monogamy is natural, you know. Right. And I think it is. I think monogamy is great. I really do. I think it's great. I don't know if it's for forever, you know. <laughs> right. But be monogamous. Uh, being monogamous is great for a while. You know, when you're in love with somebody, and when it's and when it's it really does it, improve the sex you're having if yeah. you don't do anything else. And I mean anything. I mean, like when I'm monogamous with somebody, I don't eat lunch with another girl. I don't. I am with another girl. I don't. I don't. Well, I don't yeah, I mean, do that. I mean, it's yeah. like really all the way in spirit as well as in action. Completely monogamous. That's What's, what I believe. In. What turned you off of cheating? Well, my experiences with cheating did, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> well, you said I had bad experiences with it. You, you said know? you were married twice. I was married twice, and and the first uh, married uh, adultery that I had was one of those like uh, it was a, I met this girl in a class. Her name was Deanna, and she was really thin and and pretty, and and she hadn't had sex with somebody anybody in a couple of years, and she was a single mother. She was religious, and she was also like a what do you call it? Uh, the people who don't do any drugs, and they're, but they're really loud about it, and they like punk rock and stuff. Straight, straight edge. edge. Yeah, she was straight a straight edge, edge type girl. And, uh, like, we went to a Fugazi show at one point. But she would sit closer to me every day, one seat. Like, you know, one seat over. We were in a counterculture class together. And then one day I could see, and, like, she, get, she like, gave me to, like, look up her skirt. And, uh, and we, we had lunch. And then we just, so one thing leads to another. She finds out I'm not single. And, uh, like, well, why are you? And blah, blah, blah. And uh, that's it. And then we had sex uh, in my apartment. My, I was married six months when this happened. Six months. Six months. Maybe less. 
<laughs> Probably less. How long had you been uh, with your wife at that point? How long with her? Yeah. Well, we married, you know. Not married, but, but how long had you been let's together? Let's see. Um, three, three years, three and a half years, okay. something like that. Yeah, it was a long time. I, what's, uh, the, what's the longest you've gone without cheating? Oh, uh, I don't know, three years, a couple and a half years, three and a half, three and a half years, I guess. Yeah. Because I haven't cheated on anybody since 2004, 2003, you know. And what usually happens to you where you make the decision to cheat? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a process. It's like at first you just, you know, you like, somebody likes you, you know, and you feel that. And then you, uh, and, and it's different too, you know, from time to time. But, uh, but I think it's mostly that you form some sort of a, a friendship with somebody, you know, some sort of a... And you have this conspiratorial thing going on where, like, I will try to be where this person is at a certain time or something. Uh, you start to, um, maybe you have an innocent exchange of phone numbers that is for some work-related thing. And then uh, you have an extra text that isn't really related to anything. It's not necessary. Yeah. It's that extra little thing. And it's that extra little email and that extra little exchange. And then, uh, you know, like social media plays into it or whatever. But then you, you just start, you wade in gradually is what I found. You know, I mean, for me, it's been, you know, different things have happened, but I think, that's, I think that's the way it starts, often. So do you think that it's just you put yourself in a position sometimes where cheating can happen? Mm -hmm. And so is that, is that what, like, you leave yourself vulnerable, you put yourself in, in situations, like, when I, when I was cheating, like, I, you know, I'd, I'd go, I'd drive this one girl home mm -hmm. late at night. And I felt like that was... That's how it started. That, that's kind of like how it started. It's yeah. so much easier to say no to driving somebody home than it is to say no to sex with somebody you've been driving home for six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That you is know? Yeah. Point. And so, like, I found that, like, for me, to keep it to as far at bay as possible, you know, to just, like, get the first sign of, of, of a woman being nice to me, I run in the other direction. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, know? you just have to avoid it. You yeah. Know? yeah. And, and, and if you want to maintain the sanctity of your relationship, which I do, if I'm, if I'm in a relationship now, it's all the way, yeah. you know. But I'm not in a relationship now, you know, unless it is all the way. It's got to be something really special. You know? what, what's the worst thing that's happened to you when you've cheated? Well, I mean... <laughs> what's your I, worst cheating story? Well, I, okay, I'll tell you. I, uh, I have been sober about... Um, okay, I got married the day after 9-11, all right? September 12th, uh, 2001, right? And uh, we... Uh, Already bodes well. Right. And then I quit smoking. I put on a bunch of weight. And then, you know how everybody was talking about 9-11 for a year... Yeah. So that was all anybody talked about. We get really conservative, you know. And then I, uh, I, you know, lost all this weight. I read The Artist Way. You know The Artist Way? Yeah. No. Yeah, I've so I started getting in touch with all that shit and uh, discovering the person you are and everything. And then it was spring. Now, in the meantime, my wife's mother was dying, okay? Slowly. We went to the hospital over and over again. She died Thanksgiving Day uh, of uh, 2002. And then after that, my wife disappeared totally. Say, hey, you want to go do anything? No. She was just gone. And uh, I couldn't get her to talk to me at all about anything good, bad, or whatever. So that spring, I met a girl, uh, and I had lost a little weight, and I felt better, and I'd been reading The Artist Way, and everything was coming to life. And this girl said yes to everything. So, okay, that's how that started. She was a couch-surfing type girl, you know, red hair, six feet tall. What do you mean yes to everything? Well, you mean like anal? Like, what are you talking about? That wasn't the first question that I asked. <laughs> wasn't the first but yeah, thing yeah, I yes, yes to everything. What is well, everything? yes to everything. I mean, you have to ratchet this back a little bit more innocent. You know, I would say, well, I'm in town here. I was in, you know, it was a different town, Nashville, and I lived in LA. And I'd say, like, um, hey, after the show, do you want to like hit a diner? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, you want to come inside after the? Yeah, sure. Okay, uh, see her the next. You want to go to the park or something tomorrow? Yeah, sounds great. So on and on. It isn't agreeable. It's 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 the <laughs> it's it's hard to explain what I mean if you don't just get it. You know, I she mean, just like, never said no to you. Like the other she one, just... it, it, it wasn't that my wife was disagreeable; it was that she wasn't participating with me emotionally in anything. Okay. Yeah. And right. this woman would participate in everything with me. Right. She, she was really no, engaging you. She had no boundaries everything. because uh, I think she had borderline personality disorder. <laughs> And uh, we were just instantly, like, you know, sucked into each other. So that's like falling in love is the worst thing you can do with somebody like that. It's terrible. 
because so you fell in love with someone while you're with your wife. Oh yeah, exactly. oh yeah, just madly in love with her. And, yeah. and I thought, well, if I, if I if I feel like this about somebody, then you know I have to get out of this marriage. But at the same time, I didn't know if I wanted to be with this girl forever or anything like that. Right. I mean, like I thought, I, did, I didn't know, you know. And then she cheated on me, the red hair girl. But I was cheating with my wife. She cheated on, on you wife. with the girl. No, no, she cheated on me with some dude in like Oklahoma or Louisiana or something. Okay. Anyway, it turned out this girl was kind of um, obsessive, and she threw all her stuff into my trunk. Oh, no. And uh, she's like, yeah, I don't have any place to stay, so I'm with you now. I'm like, I don't know, I think we should keep separate residences. And she's like, what? You know, anger a lot. Like, a lot of like, you're great, you're great, you're great, and then you're the worst person in the world. Yeah. And then suicide talk, a lot of suicide talk. Right. I'm going to kill myself. When you get back from the show tonight, I'm going to be dead. Holy shit. Dead. <laughs> right. This, uh, is, this is while you're still living with your wife? Or this well, is after you separate? I mean, okay, if we'll get the chronology down, okay. I traveled with her throughout the summer. We would go to, you know, Lexington, Kentucky. We'd go to El Paso. We'd go to Ohio. And we'd go to fucking Oklahoma. Everywhere. You know, we just traveled the United States together. Uh, my wife found out about it in July. Some shit that I'd written down. Probably my morning pages, if you know what those are. Yeah. Right? That's funny. <laughs> so, like, uh, that was that. And I, and I go, well, she goes, you'll get your divorce if that's what you want. I'm like, okay, great. You know, and that's what I expected. But then she started to realize, oh, this is real. And she got upset. So then it became this negotiation, this whole emotional thing, which I hadn't expected. And then I was miserable for a time. I really wanted to fake my own death. Because I had her out on the road who hated my fucking guts. I had my wife at home who was very hurt, but who I couldn't do anything to help. And uh, I just I didn't want to be anywhere. So I would just watch Godfather 2 over and over again in the spare bedroom. So that's the chronology. They, we separate in, like, September or something like that, okay? And then there's a fake pregnancy. You know, the girl says she's pregnant. Oh she wants money for an abortion, which I won't give her. But I tell you, I drive you to the abortion or whatever. And she's okay. like, hmm, just give me your credit card. Or can you just, yeah, no. That's not shady at all. So, you know, yeah. Uh, fake, fake uh, what do you call it, miscarriage after that. And then, uh, you know, and she would tell me, I was like, look, if you keep talking about killing yourself, I'm going to call the police. You know, I don't know how to handle this. I'm not suicidal. And she goes, well, if you call the police, I'll tell them you were hitting me and you'll go to jail. Jesus. Right, so she always had like a, a way to, like, close every window and door to keep you sort of, you know, trapped. And she was six feet tall, about 160 pounds. So it's like, if, say, you and I were dating, Katie, and you were a psycho, well, I could go, okay, be a psycho over here, and I could sort of gently move you to the side and leave the room. <laughs> With this girl, she was so angry and so large that, like, I couldn't do that. I was trapped. If she wanted me in a room, that's it, you know, because I have to punch her, and I would never do that, you know. But that's what would have to happen. I had no power over her. Wow. You know what i It was a very odd place to be in. But and she wanted me to punch her because she wanted me to go to jail right. so that she could get me out and then threaten to do this or that or just kind of like leverage uh, the law against me and stuff like that. Did you ever get the cops involved? I did. You did? I had to call. They, you know, they called uh, or they, she, it was in Indianapolis. Yeah. And finally, I was like, I don't know what to do. She says she's killing herself. Could you send somebody? I don't know. I just called 911. So, of course, they show up. This is at a condo, comedy condo. And they fill the place. There's snow on the ground, by the way. There's ambulances, fire trucks. Oh, my God. A bunch of police cars and shit. And then so they come up to the and, and, and she had been, like, telling me, like, oh, okay, I'm losing consciousness. You know, like, all that kind of shit on the phone. Like, oh. All that kind of, and then so the police are walking up, and uh, and I I was on the phone with her when this was happening. Okay, the police walk up and she goes, "I don't know what he's talking about. I'm fine." You know, yeah, it's it's all fine. I don't know why you're here. So <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna. So talk, the moment the yeah. moment that they leave, then she goes, "Oh, they were so easy to fool." <laughs> I'm I'm dying again. She was like a smart psycho. Well, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, no, no. She was smart, all right. She yeah. would tell me what I was thinking all the time. It was it was really scary. She was a scary person to me. 
that, that's the problem with a lot, of, a lot of cheating that takes place is that men, we don't have a good screening process. We don't know how to vet a good mistress. And I think, if I, and I think the same thing for women. Like, you, don't, you don't go through it the way you should. Uh, this will be covered in just a tip uh, later on. A good, a good mistress, meaning a girl who's, who's a sane, happy, well-adjusted person who wants to sleep with someone married or in a relationship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ideally, yeah. I know it doesn't exist. I know it's hard to find. But that's, you know, you want something at least close to that. Because we always end up, I, I, had a, I had a psycho mistress. I had a mistress who attacked, physically attacked me, knocked my cell phone out of my hand, smashing it with all my comedy you know, all my videos, audio on there, material on there, which at that time was well, not, kind what, of wasn't a big loss. Yeah, yeah, no, she did, me, she did me a favor. In retrospect, it was a big favor yeah. to get rid of that. But, um, you know, I, I called the cops because I, I wanted her to experience some consequences and make sure that she, you know, she paid for it. Uh-huh. And, but it was just a nightmare. She, you know, she, she, um, she damaged my car. Uh-huh. She ripped out my Sirius XM radio. We, we don't, you know, I wish we could just like... If, you're serious? If, yeah, I know, it's the worst. Um, I wish we could like, really just thoroughly screen in, uh, uh, a potential mistress. If, if you really, if you are determined to do this, you should, you should really, there should be some thought. It just you doesn't apply work that way, though. It just, it always happens in spite of yourself. It always happens yeah. like, in the, like you're trying Against so, your better judgment. And that's what it is. Yeah. It's like this thing will nag at you and wrestle with you until it gets you down. If you let it, it's like once you let it get, it's also so gradual. You know, it's that whole thing about the metaphor where you put a frog in a cool pan of water and like you heat it up slowly. That, that frog will boil to death, right? Right. But if you throw it into boiling water, it jumps out. We don't ever see boiling water right off. You see a nice, cool, you know. Yeah, no one's going to put their crazy cards on the table immediately. No, no, no. no. Yeah. And even they crank it up slowly, like this right. girl had, you know. Like yeah. until, but until it's over, she's in a parking lot with a gun trying to kill me, you know. I mean, that's the way it happened. She showed up at this IHOP that I was at with a gun. So, like, I've got a 9 millimeter. She had a note saying, here's what to do with my body. You tell it to, you know. And, like, uh, you know, and... and <laughs> Wait, we struggled for the gun, you know. I, mean, I got the gun away from her, and then I picked it up. She jumps on my back, and she sounds like a wounded animal, you know. She's beating me around the head, and she's digging her fingers into my eyes and shit. It's, uh, it, was, it was pretty intense. I got inside and then tried to slide the gun across to the security people that were there. It was like a late night, uh, you know, kind of. It was in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why, why IHOP? Because that's where I went. She just followed oh, she, me. She knew. That's your follow up question. <laughs> no, I just, I just wonder, like, why was he was someone working there? Was it like, were you trying to take advantage of their uh, early bird special? I, I, had, I had finally broken up with her for a couple of weeks, and then you know she came to a comedy show with us. She drove an hour and a half. She borrowed or stole a gun, uh, and borrowed or stole a car. Drove an hour and a half to wait for me outside this comedy show. When I was done, followed me to the IHOP and confronted me in the parking lot. And then was it loaded? Did you check the gun? It was loaded. Wow! Did I check it? The cops checked it. You wow! Know I mean, that, there was one in the chamber. You know, if you put in the clip, right? Yeah. There's so many bullets, however many it is, and then you, you know, you cock the gun, the bullet goes into. It's a semi-automatic. It's a Glock nine millimeter, and then you can put one more bullet in. That's what she had done. It was like all you would have to do is just like there was a guy, a cop who shot a guy in a stairwell in Brooklyn uh, about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, whatever, because he had his finger on the trigger and just like was surprised. Yeah. It's, okay. it's very easy. It's very easy to fire. And she, when she showed up, the, the gun was pointed at you? No. When she showed up, like I was walking across the parking lot and she goes, Dixon, like that. I turn around, it's her, you know, it's, it's yeah. just like, you know, she's very beautiful. She looked like Natasha Leone when she was happy, but yeah. when she was upset, she looked like <laughs> Eric Stoltz. <laughs> you know? And so that was Eric Stoltz standing there and she was pale and angry. And she's like, she, Starts gra- she grabs me by the arm, and I sort of drag her across the parking lot. I'm like, hey, somebody should call the police because this is, you know, she'd been stalking me, making a lot of phone calls. She got into my uh, voicemail and changed the, uh, the password so that when I called to get my voicemail, it's like wrong password, wrong password. Wow. Yeah. And so, like, I couldn't get But she was checking my voicemail. So I had to get that worked out. And she, she'd been calling my family and threatening that. She called my mom, my elderly mother. So if you don't, if you don't do something about it, if you don't get him to call me, something's going to happen uh, it's going to get very ugly very quickly, yeah. what she said. She's just a, you know, she was in full anger mode. So that was that. And then how, how did it end? Well, she shows up with a gun, like I said, and. Uh, but how did you? How did you? You know, get her out of your life. Well, I mean, it was, it was an order of protection. The cops showed up. They charged her with attempted murder, and uh, from I mean, then she was like locked up for like a month. 
And then after that, there was a plea bargain. They found her guilty of attempted second-degree murder. That. And so, like, after that, she stopped. <laughs> I guess it kind of, that was so. where it hit ahead. That was where it, like, you know. Like, she, she would call sometimes 30 times a day and stuff wow. like that, That's which is disturbing. Crazy. You always think it's flattering to have a stalker and stuff no. like that. No, no it isn't. No. It's, really, it's really not fun. It really isn't. And, but she did friend request me on Facebook in, like, 2006, 2008, something like that. I forget exactly. Did you block her? No. You didn't block her? Were you still her. considering friending her? No, I just didn't block her. You I just didn't her? accept. I just left. I didn't know yeah. what to do, really. I, didn't, I knew I didn't want to accept. Yeah. But, uh, in the back of your mind, are you still concerned when you go on stage she might be in the audience? No. No? Doesn't No. I think that I think that, you know, I can say like at this point it's over. I, you know, I mean if she's if she's still trying to murder somebody now over some stuff that happened in two thousand three, okay, you know, but I don't think so. I'm sure she's met new people by now and, and, and had new experiences and stuff like that. And, yeah. and uh, as I hope she has, you know. I mean she may be married with children, I really don't know. I don't I don't know where she is or what she does. But um it's uh that was probably the worst consequence I had. Mm-hmm. Plus because, you know, um well, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to get into too much uh, of, of how it followed me here to New York, but um, she had some close friends in the city who uh, were actually in the comedy business. So it inhibited my progress in a club or two at one time. Uh, but, I mean, you know, it's uh, that's the story, Alan. That's, I, that, I, I, that's I, probably the worst thing that happened Yeah, was I almost got killed. Oh. But, uh, you know... I think uh, arguably it was worse for her if she had to stay home for eight years. That's what they gave her house arrest for eight years. Wow. Felony? Wow. Huh? Was it a felony? Was it a felony? Is, is attempted second degree murder a felony? I don't know. Well, actually, Pat, I was surprised for you. She's, uh, she's here. Let's her out. Uh, <laughs> 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 I am speaking my <laughs> Katie almost jumped under the desk. Um, Wow. So, and that, that, was your, that was your first marriage? No, second. That was your second marriage? And my first marriage was fucking forever ago. Have all your relationships ended because of cheating? No, no. No? No, the last two I've ended because uh, it could not connect with me emotionally on a level that, uh, <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. Well, I've been that, in therapy. But I think now, you know, that's something that you're picking up on earlier and realizing that if you don't end it or address it, that yeah. it might be. No. I wouldn't say that, Katie. It takes me really? a while. Yeah, two and a half years on this last one and three and a half years on the previous one. You know? No, I don't realize it fast at all. You don't know. You know? And, like, and then even when you see signs of it, you like still try to like, you know, and it wasn't because I wanted to cheat on them at right. all. I mean, I would have been, this last girl I had, I would have been satisfied with her until I fucking dropped dead. I thought she was the best thing that ever happened to me. But she just couldn't be nice to me, you know, the way that I wanted. And so... Uh, that that I, it makes me sound demanding or something, I guess. No. But, you know, like I, it's like a, it's whatever. There were certain things I wanted that were just not part of the not part of the picture. Do you think? What do you think leads to cheating? What do you, you think? Artists are more prone to cheating. You think um, no. people who are in creative field, like Chris Rock says, uh, what, what's his bit that uh, you're only as faithful as your options? Only as faithful as your options. I think cheating uh, maybe is more more aligned with success that rather than you know. Then you're uh, like, like, uh, and, and I don't mean financial success, but success on any level, you know, like you're more likely to cheat uh, on a day you're having an awesome day than, than on a day that you're, but like, I think it's a whole, it's something you're trying to fill up with, you know, cheating sex is really hot because it's like something you've deprived yourself uh, right. of for so long. It's like if you have chocolate cake all the time, but it's like, you know, a whole deal. Right, yeah. So it's like, uh, or you ever want carbs? You ever, you ever like go on a no carb thing? Yeah. And like, like, you can't stop thinking about pancakes. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's like that. It's like something that it's, it, you, you already said it. It's like, all it is is like there's something that you need. There's something that you're not getting. There's a need that you have. And it's not necessarily just, um, you know, it's not just a physical need. It's like everybody assumes, like, keep it in your pants. Why can't men just keep it in their pants? Yeah, well, yeah. actually there, I mean, pretty much every, like women cheat as much as men. They're the statistics are extremely close mm-hmm. yeah so it's not it's i think there's a stigma that it's like a guy thing and that's not true. well here's the other may, thing may just get caught more often but maybe i don't know i, I don't know if that's true but i think it's I, I also think that it's a that it's not really true that women are so much better at expressing their emotions than men are i've been with women who are 
shitty at expressing oh, their I'm emotions. One of them. <laughs> you know, they just like they have needs they don't even know about. It's like oh, you have I to. I cannot talk about my feelings for the. Li- it's like I become autistic. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds it's up. hard enough just to identify it, much yeah. less talk about it, which I understand. You know, I mean, but it's like I, the, the, a lot of the women I date. That's the way it is. They don't really know what's going on, and they and and it leads to the same shit. Women do different things though. When they're not, they a lot of times instead of cheating, women don't want to be whores. The women so don't want to be whores or whatever. So the cheating is of a different sort. You know what I mean? Like I, what I identify as cheating is something that like I don't know. It's like something that we've agreed on not to do, you know, or whatever. But it's and it's not cheating. It's just dipping a toe in. It's trying a thing out, or it's like you know, some inappropriate friendship or some shit like that. Right? Well, you know? do you, would you consider you know like a you know, almost like too close work relationship or like an online thing that m- may or may not be sexual, but... I wouldn't call it cheating. I think it's inappropriate to go ahead and call right. it full-on cheating because if you do that too, her friends will go, what are you, crazy? No, yeah. like, I always end up in this tug-of-war with like whoever I'm dating and eight of her friends, you know what I mean, who tell her <laughs> that everything that she, you know... And, and so like you have to sort of like fight this pack mentality of like, you know, like I know your sister, your mom, and 14 of your friends say that this is fine. But it's something I don't really like. Would you mind not doing it? Is it a big deal? Could you? Oh, okay, sure, no problem. So yeah, I'm talking about things like that. Yeah, or like for me, I don't, I don't like it if I don't even. If, oh boy, this is gonna go over bad. But uh, <laughs> I don't even want her to accept a drink from a guy. You know, if you're out at a bar, don't take a drink from a guy. Big deal. You know, like like it just yeah, it opens up a door. Like whatever you need for drink money, I'll send you out with that. You know what I mean? Right. If it's really about the money, then fine. You know, it opens up a lot of doors. It opens up. Oh, people just kept buying me drinks. So the next thing I knew, yeah, I was sucking a cock. Or whatever. <laughs> you know, uh, it's not my fault. You know, right? Uh, it's it's, it's uh, trying to get away from responsibilities. Well, it's it's, things, it's you what know. you were saying earlier. It's like you know, saying no to that initial attempt because you know it's easier to say no to the ride home than it is to say no to sex with a girl you've been driving home. Exactly. Yeah. yeah totally. It's easier to cut it off from a distance. You yeah. see it coming. You know right. what it's about. It's man woman shit from yeah, the beginning. It's never just a friend. It's never like hey. I don't go around buying people drinks. Right. You know? Yeah. Do you, so you think there are different degrees of cheating? Like you have the innocent texting, you know, buying a drink. What do you think about No, I won't even call that cheating. You don't I call know, it cheating. All that stuff is like a forerunner to cheating. It's yeah. prelude to yeah. cheating. Prelude to I, cheating. I'm going to go ahead and say I think that there's emotional cheating and then there's physical cheating. Yeah. Right. right. And then there's a, the emotional cheating is always, a, you know, uh, it always precedes the physical cheating. I think, Almost always. I would rather have a woman emotionally cheat on me than physically cheat on and me. And I'm the opposite. And I think most women are. Yeah. Right? I'm like, you took her to the fucking MoMA Museum? You're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I got caught. It was a similar situation. She went into my email. This is, this is so this is, shows you how, like, how horrible I am at this. This is why I shouldn't cheat ever. Um, I had a PC. I bought a Mac. I didn't know with Macs. You know, a PC, you X out your email. You're done. In a Mac, you X out. It just Ooh, drops yeah. down. The icon drops down. Soon, as soon as I go to sleep, yeah, this, this, this girlfriend of mine was on top of me all the time just waiting for me to, like, you know, slip up. She went into my email. She found that um, I had taken this other girl to see a play. And she just lost her stack. And she woke I was sleeping. She woke me up. And she's like, you bastard. I went into your computer. I went into your email. I can't believe you did this to me. And I and I did so many horrible things. But I was just like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm just thinking like, which about? one is she talking about? Yeah, which. So I didn't want to admit to anything. Um, <laughs> but it was a good, it was a good thing that she was very emotional because uh, that stopped her from reading further. And uh, she just like started, you know, like wailing at me when I was in bed. And uh, we got into a tug of war with the, with the computer, and um, and it was just you know it was, it was ugly. And the and the only reason I took this other girl to a play. Was because she was blackmailing. She was she like, like you were saying, like you were connect. You know, you you were with someone who's connected to uh, the comedy world. The same thing with her. She was connected to a lot of important people, uh-huh. and she was blackmailing me constantly about blacklisting me. You know that I would never work in New York City, and I was I was like still fairly new to the comedy scene. Uh-huh. You know, so I was concerned about my career. So I was just trying. I was going for a policy of appeasement, which never works. In you know, in diplomacy or relationships, it works in the short term. It works in the short term, yeah. But um, but yeah, now and but you can't explain that to a furious girlfriend. You know, she's I not was only, I was just trying to appease this woman who was blackmailing me. Come on, yeah, that didn't go over so so great. Oh, you are, you you're you're an interesting guy, Alan. 
Your stories. <laughs> you have no shame. No yeah, shame. Yeah. No I shame. have a little shame. Well, I really do. I, I have some shame about the things I've done. But you know what? You know why I talk about it so freely is it's all so long ago. Yes. Yeah. For me, this is all 10 years and more in the past. Yeah. It's all nothing yeah. beyond 2003. Everything since then has been, you know, really, really cool. You yeah. Know, I, think, uh, I think I'm a real dish in a relationship. I think and you're a catch. I'm you, know? A, you know, you wear spiffy suits. No, you, you know, don't you understand. Got... You don't. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like with you know communication and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, being a nice fella and, and all that. And like, I'm beyond honest. You know, like like uh, I, I think uh, that is is a real pleasure now. You know, to like be able to do that. To be able to go, yeah, I can leave my computer open. I can leave it open all the fucking time. Right. Here's all my passwords. Here's you know, here's my phone. My phone password. I'll leave it sitting in the room. I leave everything open. Yeah. There's nothing, there is nothing to find, ever. It's, that feels good. It takes those traumatic experiences to, and you know, your life is just living life to mm-hmm. get to that point. I think. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's for me too. It's just I, you know, I don't want to ever go back to to that again. You know. How long has it been since you cheated? It's been a long time. It's been a long, long time. What you <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say at least uh, November two thousand. No, 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 no. It, it's uh, I, you know, I, I have sworn off cheating. Well, good for you. Alan. Yeah, I've kept, I've, right I've right. kept it in my pants. Okay. Well, so especially that's after Alan Finn. I'll I'll be right back. <laughs> and that's where we're gonna end it. There we go. All right, that's Pat Dixon, guys. Pat Dixon, thank you. All right, guys, give it up for Nikki Paris and Celebrity Sex News. Yeah! I am back. He's back, bitches. He's back. I missed you. I got my wisdom teeth taken out last week, so unfortunately I couldn't be here. But good news, I have so much space in my mouth now, I could please Shaquille O'Neal. So that's all. That's really bad into me. So. You think you could accommodate Shaq's a dick? I, yeah. I mean, I'm very talented. Let's yeah. test it out. Happy holidays. This is the season to be horny. What, what's the biggest dick you ever had? Um, I don't really remember. It's all a blur. I, mean, I know I was in the bathroom of the Cheesecake Factory. If that puts in perspective. Was it bigger than that microphone? Um, it was about the same size. About and, really, and yeah. you were able to to put your mouth around. Well, right I had internal bleeding. Wow. Well, we're all right. Yeah, I'm just gonna turn this into an episode of VR. I hope you're all ready. You're not. Did you really have internal bleeding? No. No. Okay. No. Thank God. Don't wish that on me. Do you, Do you do everything? You do, like, anal, oral, everything? Um, it depends what you're buying me, okay? Because I continue, you know, this is what I like to call grade A butt, okay? And, you know, I'm a rising star, a rising lesbian on the scene. So if you can't handle this, you have to, you know, I'm like fucking, who can I, Rihanna or somebody. I want, I'm like the Princess Diana. All right, comedy. I mean, That's how I want to be treated. And if you don't treat me like that, then you can pick a finger. If someone so. buys you, if someone buys you the Bang Bang Chicken and Shrimp at Cheesecake Factory, what would you do? Um, that equals a hand job. Oh, shit. Yeah. The bang bang shrimp and a cocktail <laughs> and two orders of cheesecake. Then we're going all the way. Then that's, you get all the way. Yeah, that's all right. the only deal. All right. So anybody, any potential mates, there you know. You know yeah. what to get for Nikki. Just turned into Diane How about Sawyer? this celebrity oh, news? I was very... Let's go, okay, let's start with somebody's sex news. Let's go. Let's go. Thank you for keeping us on track. I can't even have a moment. All there right, you go. So there's been so much happening since, you know, I've been out. And uh, so... Leonardo DiCaprio is all the talk this week, so he's a single man now. Katie, keep your hands where you can see them. Um, and he left a club with 20 women. Everybody's talking about this. Did you hear this? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So I think this is amazing because, at a, you know, from a mathematical standpoint, out of those 20 women, one of them has to be dyslexic, be lactose intolerant, something. So I think this makes him more relatable, and it gives the rest of us, maybe somebody who has a lazy eye, some hope. So I think this is amazing. <laughs> Do you still, would you still bang Leo even though he, you know, had an orgy with 20 girls? Probably. 20 girls, that's sexy. I had a goals. real Titanic fetish when I was, not, okay, fetish not, makes it sound creepy. I just loved that movie. Right. And he was on, uh, at a poster of him on my wall for a while. So, yeah, I think 
But he doesn't look like that now. Whenever he's not doing a movie, he gains a lot of weight. Yeah, he, he, he becomes like a real boozer. He's a real fat ass. And, and then, then they say in the Sony emails, the hacked emails, yeah. that he, what they say about him, he's despicable or something. I don't think so. I, yeah. I, don't think, I love him. He's in the but, but, but Sony, those, exec, those executives are just pissed off when everyone, when any, whenever anyone wants more money, right? They did the same, yeah. they threw well, the same Jewish. shade at Kevin. They are Jewish. Right, I don't so, think that's the problem. But but I okay. don't, what I don't get is that 20 girls, that's, that a, is a lot. that's like 60 holes. Like this just sounds like an impossible game of miniature golf. Like I just don't understand. <laughs> I, I'd be overwhelmed. I'd like, how do you feel confident around 20 different people? Yeah. He doesn't I care. I, I don't, like I'm curious to know if they did shifts or I, is it all that Yeah. Works? It's like working at Red Robin. I'm, I'm assuming you check in, you check out, I'm taking a break. Is it like a so, deli? Like you just take a number and you yes. wait? It's like Subway, except without the foot long. There's no, there's no, <laughs> there's no way that he had sex with all of them one no night. Way. There's no, no way. way. All right, you so can't, you can't do it. You ready for the next story? Let's go to the next one. You're gonna be excited. So, right, oh, what's the next story? Next story is so my girl Madonna has posed topless again. Now, you know Madonna is infamous for showing her boobs throughout her entire career. You know, we've seen them in younger, we've seen them when she was a little bit older, now we get to see them with liver spots, I think this is great, but you know, she's old, and you know, I'm saying that out of respect, you know, when I went to go see Madonna in concert last year, she took her boobs out in concert, but I didn't have good seats, so I couldn't see the floor, so I didn't get it. <laughs> do you think that, you know, as a woman, do you think that there's a point in your life where you're like, okay, I, you know, my titties can double as a six toe, I should put them away? Yeah, I mean, Madonna, she's definitely like, she keeps it as tight as she can, right. but you know, I saw. I saw. Gonna start drooping, and yeah, I, I think you should maybe just keep it in. But the, the, those pictures, yeah, she should keep it. Well, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm torn about that I because mean, I think you can. I think women are sexy at all ages, and they can express that. Would you fuck Madonna Allen? Uh, I, I, I would. I don't know. It's not. It's not even physically. Physically, I find her attractive, and she's talented, so that's attractive. Right. Her cold personality, just right. things that you, the stories you hear about her, that turns me off. I think her vagina is a museum of natural history. You know, I'll go. I'll, I'll buy a T-shirt. I'll do the work. I'm willing to come visit. It's part of history, and you know, you have to accept that. Our last story, guys, for the week. Clap it up! What an amazing segment. You're welcome. All right, so. <laughs> An infamous artist has painted the infamous Kim Kardashian naked picture with his penis. Did you guys see that? I know Alan. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, probably masturbating for that at home. Um, <laughs> I think this is amazing um, because we can assume that this man is gay because if he painted a picture of Brad, uh, Brad Pitt, we all know he would have broke the canvas. So, and you know, I was like, you know what? I, I think is great. It's obvious that he wasn't. You know, he is circumcised because if he wasn't circumcised, I think the shading would have been a little bit better, personally. True. <laughs> what do you? The picture actually came out pretty pretty well. I know. Right? I, I can't like how does he do it with this? He must have like a big dick to do have, that. Uh, or a chode because I don't. A chode? Yeah, I, yes, because no, no, he needed some distance from no, that canvas. There's some detail. On, like, you know, the oh, you know what? No, I think the opposite. I think he had like a pencil dick, and that's how he was able to achieve all that detail. Yeah, I mean, because you can see like artist. there's hair, there's. That guy has a pencil dick. Picture the top of a penis. It looks like a shiitake mushroom. That's what I just want to know what type of oil paints he's putting on it. This is what I want to see. This is like arts and crafts. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, that's Nikki Paris. <laughs> Just a tip with Sydney Washington right here. Yeah. Hey, what's up? We have Del Harrison sitting in right here. Hey. What's up, Del? What's going on, Alan? Del and I have done a lot of shows together. Shows. We go way back. I love Del. She's one of my favorite people in stand up comedy. I love you, Dad. She is hilarious. You should definitely check her out. When's your next show? At Comedy next Thursday. Next Thursday. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Next Thursday. Go check out Del Harrison. Check her concert. out. Check me out. Yes. <laughs> She's really funny. All right. So this is just a tip. We're going to talk about sex tips, right, Sydney? Yes, we are. About uh, what are we talking about? How how to cheat? How if you, to cheat? If you must. If you must cheat. We don't condone it. We, we do don't not condone. We don't cheating. want you to do it. You're going to get caught. Okay. You it's will happen. Absolutely. Don't call us and say, "Hey, but at just a tip, they gave me all these tips. How come everything went wrong?" It's because you're going to get caught. That's what's going to happen. Okay. Absolutely. But if you're going to get caught, we got some like smooth sailing the things to prevent the getting caught, you know, a shorter amount of time. You know, yeah. we, you can hold off for a while. 
for getting caught. Okay, so what do you have? What are some tips? Well, the first thing is you got to be discreet. You know, you got to be discreet. It's best if you just get a random person. You know, sometimes it's better if you go in. If you're a white person, you go in blackpeoplemeet.com. You know, that's discreet. There's some random black person. I don't know. Just don't get someone in the same circles. You know, New York yeah, City. Yeah, that's going to be. New York City is small. Yeah. Right, right Dell? You it's, think it's. it's- it's huge, but it's amazingly small when yeah. you're a cheater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> There's just no way to go. Right. I'll find you. <laughs> so you probably should go to another country? Another country or... I don't think so. you got to make sure. You have to really test them. You have to test... You, have, you want... That's how I feel. Like, if you... You need to have someone... You need to be able to trust them to help mm-hmm. you move a body. Like, ah. if you can't trust them to help you move a body, then you shouldn't trust them with your dick. Nice. That's what I feel. Okay. And ideally, you'd be able to do, like, a background check, credit check, psychiatric evaluation, get three references. <laughs> there are papers if you want to cheat. Get paperwork involved. Paperwork. Get, get really, yeah, be really thorough. Okay. Like they did all that. For, yeah. You know, when I applied for my job. <laughs> yeah, cheating is a bigger deal than applying for, for, for a big job. Right? Exactly, okay. yeah. And, um, I, you know, I even, like, I remember... When I was cheating, a, you know, a long time ago, I, uh, <laughs> I was stressing that for no, stressing that, stressing that, stressing that for no reason in particular. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, a long, long time ago when I was cheating, uh, when I was in living in New Jersey, that's how long ago, mm. um, I would, one time we were talking about double dipping and I was heading back from cheating. Um, and I was like, damn, I got to do something about my, my dick scent right now. <laughs> that was the next because Yeah. Yeah, because I know that women are, you know, their senses are heightened. Yes. You know, when they know, like, they're very suspicious, mm-hmm. they, like, they really, it's not like a bloodhound. Dick that hard. Oh, my God, there's a song called Let Me Smell Your Dick. So yeah. Really? Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's five in the morning. Tell me what's going on. Let me smell your dick. Yeah. You gotta look. It's a great song. We're, we're at, <laughs> Let me just tell you how I was afraid to play that song. That's, that's so the intro song to this segment. Yes, that's the yes. intro song of this segment. That was the second. Let me smell your dick. Yes, that was so, the yeah, second. The second uh, thing. That but was like, the second thing. But I really quick. So so I had I knew like you know she would pick up on this right and I had, I had no time to take a shower. So I'm driving back home, and I'm already running late. I'm like, shit, what am I going to do? I see a pizzeria. I run into the pizzeria like a, like a maniac, frantic. I'm like, I run, I'm like out of breath. I'm like, ah, do you guys have garlic powder? And he's like, what? Like, what? like you don't, you're not going to get a pizza? No, I just want the garlic powder. And he's like, all right. So he gives me the garlic powder, and I pull out my pants a little bit, and I just oh, dump. Wow! Well, I did it in the pizza shop. I had no time. Um, and I you just did dumped. this in a public... In a public and place. And you're a germaphobe, but you I'm, put garlic, garlic powder on your I had to make okay. that call. Nice. I had to. It was, a, it was an emergency. Good save. So I just... I started shaking um, garlic powder onto my dick, and then I raced home after that. Nice. So you were and, like... Maybe she'll think I fucked a pizza? Yeah. She... <laughs> <laughs> I would rather she think that I fucked the pizza than I than girl. another vagina mm-hmm. than another vagina. Yeah, but just so you know, that pizza shop is closed. <laughs> <laughs> they never recovered. They never recovered. They left town. <laughs> I no my no my my excuse. She smelled all the garlic on me, and my excuse was like, "Oh, I just put too much garlic on my pizza and got my fingers and I used the bathroom." See, you and, you know, yourself it, another like, like you know how much I love garlic. My whole family we've been eating garlic since I was a kid. <laughs> And, and she and she believed it because no one you know no one would think your man's like so crazy he would just dump garlic powder. <laughs> That's exactly what I would think dick. my yeah. man would do. Uh, yeah. This segment has been brought to you by Dick Mints. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was the second uh, tip. You know, be aware of your scent. You know, a lot of people have sex at other people's homes, and then they might use someone else's you know uh, body wash or soap. And that's a red flag. That's a red flag. Why do you smell like Victoria's Secret's Amber 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 Romance? So it's like Adele. What were you yeah, saying? Don't I, don't I, wash with anything. I think you need to just do the hot water. You know, <laughs> hot water. Just be your own musty scent all day. Mm. You'll smell like you've been on somebody's court. You know. <laughs> uh, just do the hot water. Just run a hot towel down there, and you know, and eventually get caught anyway. But still, yeah. You know. At least you smell musty when you get caught. Yes. That's great. Uh, and then the next tip is just be aware of your sex patterns. Like if you've been dating someone for two years and you guys do the same thing and then all of a sudden you want to do anal, just all of a sudden. I feel like you learned that from somebody else. Why are you putting something in my ass? You haven't put something in my ass for two years and all of a sudden you want to put something in my ass. I feel 
like some type of way. That's a red flag. So you got to be consistent. Like either you put the ass in right, you do anal right away, and then that's not, that won't tip me off. But you definitely have to keep up with your patterns. Don't pull back or, or be too aggressive. Or you have to like pretend like you know you're just coming to terms with the idea. Right. You know, like I I once, I once pretended I didn't watch a whole season of Homeland when I totally watched it. So when I watched the episodes, I wasn't like, oh my, I was, you know, I was like amping it up. Like, mm-hmm. I tried to compare it there. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, go on, Katie. Yeah. I, no, that's a, that's a good point. I've gotten caught like that because I... Mean, I, I act like this I, is the first time I'm seeing this. You have to keep, you have to be so on point. Mm-hmm. You have to keep track of all the movies that you've seen together mm-hmm. because women know, women know release dates like Hollywood executives you know what I mean and like because I got caught I was like oh I saw that movie I don't remember it was like Up or something like that you know and she's like you saw Up when you see, that's not, it hasn't even like been released on DVD how the fuck did you see Up uh, I'm like oh shit and I got smart. caught yeah, yeah you have yeah. to be smart uh, you another tip is uh don't go to the same venues. Like, don't don't go to the same restaurant that you go with your girlfriend oh, yeah, or boyfriend. Like, don't. Yeah. But p- trust me, people do it. We are waitresses, me and Dell, and we see this shit all the time. And then you're going to cheat. I'm going to see you cheat. And then you're going to stiff me? Oh, I'm tipping your bitch off when she comes yeah. in next time. I'm doing yeah. it. You're going to give me $1 on a $100 bill? Oh, yes. Oh, I would be caught. total. I would feel, be like, oh, my God, this, they're going to judge me. And as a waitress, just so you know, cheaters are very high tippers. I love what you yeah. said. <laughs> they're guilty. Oh, yeah. They're guilty. It's great. They're guilty. You know, I would say don't bring them to all the other venues, but right. for some reason, I always meet people side chick. You yeah. Know? yeah. I always meet people side chick. Like, they, 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 and then they come in with, with they them. trust you. They trust you. They do trust me. Yeah. Um, and that's because I don't give a shit about what's going on. So, yeah. um, like I said, I don't remember who's who, you know? Yeah. Uh, oh, well, see two, two more tips. Uh, the sneak attack is going to happen. The sneak attack is when your partner just shows up all of a sudden randomly. That is the red flag that they already think you're cheating and I'm sneaking up on your ass because I think you're doing something. So when the sneak attack happens, because it's going to happen, yeah. don't act like it's a big deal. Just say, hey, babe, how you doing? It's good to see you. Don't be like, oh, so what are you doing here? Because yeah. as the part, I'm, what am I doing here? I'm your bitch. Like, I'm going to be here. I'm everywhere. Like, <laughs> you have to act like it's nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm so, so, so if you get caught cheating or... No, if they, you know how you're just like all of a sudden, oh, I was in the area and I popped yeah. by your job. Yeah. I didn't, well, I wasn't in the area. Like, I was in the Bronx right. and all of a sudden I'm downtown in Canal Street. <laughs> That's because I think that you're with some woman right, right now. Right. Like, But you don't think you'll turn off your partner? Like, no. Like, if I showed up. At you know my girlfriend's uh, job, just like hey, just want I was here. I was just gonna pop in. You don't think like it she'd be like, wouldn't she be like, like dude, like why would you I tell me in advance or anything? Right, right. I'm yeah. more concerned that you're cheating. So that, that's more of your suspicions, yeah, not that just I'm suspicious, yeah, yeah, which okay. it's, if I'm suspicious, it's because you you probably gave me hints. Right, and it's right. probably because she's cheated before as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so okay, she's that's yeah. How we do the sneak attack. Yeah, that's right, the cool. that's the and that the. That was the other tip, that if that happens to sneak a tap, you flip the script. You're like, oh, so you think that I'm cheating because you probably cheating. And then you guys start going back and forth and having an argument. And then you have sex. Because she's like, you know what? I was making that. I'm, I'm overreacting. Then so. you have that anal. Yeah. And then, then you, you have, have that anal. And that's, <laughs> and that's how you introduce anal into a relationship. Yes! Guys, that's just a tip. Guys, this is hard news with Madison Malloy and Eric Bronson. We calling it hard news now? We changed it. Yeah, oh, I like it. It's hard news. All right, uh, Madison, great comic, performs all all over the city. Wonderful human being. Thank what else can I say about you? You're you're gorgeous. What else? Uh, I don't like anal. And she doesn't like anal. <laughs> there you go. So now you know what, what's not on the menu. All right, what are the stories for this week, Madison? All right, so we have three interesting stories this week. Uh, number one, the U.K. protests porn restrictions by face-sitting. Basically, the U.K. recently banned certain activities in porn, like fisting, squirting, and use of sex toys that look like power tools, stating they're afraid people will actually imitate these dangerous activities, causing harms to themselves. Many other porn watchers actually reacted by protesting, which included sitting on people's face just to prove a point. 
People say the danger in these videos is what makes porn porn. And many even held signs stating their stance on what they call ridiculous regulations. One sign even said, can't make his wife squirt, so bans it in porn. Yeah, so we, we uh, kind of talked about this story last week a little bit, uh, how the UK banned all these porn subjects. You can't really talk about subjects. enough. You can't. No, no I think that, that would be its own show. <laughs> um, I, that's my, listen, um, that's my kind of protest. I wish they could bring this to New York City. I would love, but it's only well, women. I can't sit on anyone's face. Where do you stand on face sitting? Well, I've, I've, sat on on I've sat on people's faces, and I never thought I could possibly be convicted of second-degree murder. Like, it didn't even cross my mind that it was dangerous. Right. Well, you, how much do you weigh? You don't weigh a lot, right? But I weighed more at the time I was face-sitting. Oh. That's the argument that they're making, <laughs> is that, that is dangerous. It can that, suffocate them. It can suffocate Well, it depends. Yeah. I thought it's the size of someone. Well, right? they, yeah, they should, you know, that maybe that should be right. That should be, it's more of a concern of their health, like... Be careful with who you let sit on your face. Well, you're 4'11", so you're I like... I can sit on anybody's <laughs> face. It doesn't matter. I, I think that's a little... It's a little too much government. Right. It's a little too much government in the bedroom. I, I think you could trust your people, you know, you could trust men to size up a woman before they let her, you know... So you're like a libertarian sit. when it comes to face sitting. I, I'm an I'm a anarchist. Okay. Let everyone's face let go wherever it wants. Let, let my people sit. Um, Hashtag face sitters matter. <laughs> face, I like face sitters matter. No, they do. They do. Let let them. You know, let them live. Um, and what are the other ones like squirting? It's, it's just so. You can't control that. You know. I've never squirted, and I never. You never know, squirted not once. I never want to. I think it's disgusting. <laughs> you know that's a huge turn on to men, and especially oh, it's more God. of a turn on when the woman says that she's never squirted, and you make her squirt. They feel like wow. Oh, you, yeah. you feel like you feel like a stud. You feel no, like a and, guy. If you, and if your genitals yeah. smell like a calzone or like from yeah, the, exactly. You know, <laughs> so it's a good mix. Right yeah, there. ladies, make sure you sniff your man's dick uh, today. So all right. So uh, what's the other story? What else you got? All right, virgin male rats actually prefer to have sex with female rats dressed in sexy lingerie. <laughs> yeah. So researchers actually did this study on on rats where they put in this. Male rat with two female rats. One was naked and one was wearing lat laundry, rat lingerie. Now, like, what are what is the lat the the rat lingerie? It was just like a jacket, like a stupid sexy jacket. It almost looked like a life vest. <laughs> but they wanted to procreate with the rats that in were sexy in this jacket and not not the naked rats. Well, what I so what I read in the study is that it basically like they. They, it's like that, uh, the, the dog salivating, what's that study? Pavlov. Yeah, yeah, Pavlovian yeah. response, uh, yeah. They associate the tiny jacket with sex, so that's what... Well, where do you buy rat lingerie? I'm just curious. Pink pussy cat? Can you have that? <laughs> I think it was creative. Or my closet. <laughs> I, I think any, uh, any bodega has a... So <laughs> 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 you go in a back room, they'll have, they'll have that. I want them to do a reverse study that's like... Rats are turned off by like tiny sweatpants, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, there's going to be no sex." Mumus. If, if, yeah. if, if their partner's in a mumu, they're like, "Oh God, can't this rat join a gym?" Like Jesus Christ! Yeah. And how do they know the rats are virgins? That's another part of the story that I find interesting. They, I, what do you mean? They said the rats were virgins. Well, yeah, I think they're virgins because they watched <laughs> them be born, and then they kept them in, in cages. Wait, you mean the rat knew that the, the two females were virgins? Or who's, who's the version the of the rats of Star Trek conventions a lot. And that's <laughs> said, they find them at Comic-Con. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so they knew they were virgins. I mean, either way, rats are freaking weird. <laughs> weird you know what's happening? Rats are getting... I mean, if you live in New York City, you see the rats. They're getting huge. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, I think they're evolving into the next species that's going to take over after we die off. And that's why they're starting to take on human traits. They're into lingerie. You know, they're going <laughs> to... Victoria's Secret for rat. Yeah, they're going to have like a Victoria's Secret for rat. Uh, what's, what's, the, the last, what's the other story? Last story? All right, last story is the Swiss McDonald's treats customers to free side of softcore porns. Basically, McDonald's customers in Switzerland got a major surprise when a customer actually asked to have a sports program shown, but instead porn was shown. It was an honest mistake, but it went on for an hour. Hold on, no one noticed it for an hour? No, they noticed. Or, or they it just were like... It, right. didn't, it didn't stop. Who was in the porn? Grimace? Or <laughs> I don't know. Burglar? Okay. 
But people over there, I feel honestly, I feel like they're more liberal. Yes, because you know if that happened here, you have oh my god, so many boycotts. You know, Obama would have been involved. Yeah, hashtag you know ban McDonald's, like all this garbage. Like there, it's like no big deal. So the porn is on. So what? (laughs) You know what I mean? I think there was a McDonald's worker was like, you know what? I've had fun here. The fuck this place. That I believe. Yeah, it's a great way to go out. Right. All right, and that's how we're gonna go out, guys. All right, thank you very much. That was. The Hard News with Max Malone and Eric Bronstein. All right, guys, come check out The Weekend Sex Live, our stand-up comedy show. Uh, we're going to be at Greenwich Village Comedy Club at 9.30 this Wednesday, and we'll be at The Laughing Devil at 9 o'clock on Sunday. So uh, Greenwich Village Comedy Club, 9.30 on, uh, on Wednesday and Sunday um, at The Laughing Devil Comedy Club. So, guys, uh, add us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook, The Weekend Sex on Twitter. Uh, the Weekend Sex and Instagram and the weekend also the Weekend Sex guys. Thank you so much. Hope to hear from you uh, next week. Bye bye.